Hey, don't tell me what the fuck I can and cannot do. Welcome to the Poultry Homestead Podcast, everyone. I'm sure glad you're here. Wow. What an opening quote, huh? Those of you who uh, live in a metropolitan area or in a, uh, well, let's just say in town. doesn't matter how big town is or small town is. Some of you live in town. And some of you want some chickens for crying out loud. I know I sure loved having chickens when we were in town and we were blessed enough to be in a town that uh, allowed it. Um, I don't know that the town allowed roosters or not. We just didn't want any or have any. Um, and we got our chickens. We bought. We, we ended up buying pullets, six of them, that were fairly good size. Uh, had not laid eggs yet. And they were beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Beautiful birds. But um, you may ask yourself, you know, what can I do? to have chickens in town. I mean, what do I need to do? What can I do? What can I not do? And can I get away with it? Um, There was a couple in town, in a town a few years ago that I ran into and they had chickens. And it was a town that did not allow it, actually. Uh, They had chickens anyway. And I ran into another lady who had a little chicken run in a town that did not allow chickens either. And it was a pretty neat deal um, that these folks basically just did not let the local city government tell them what they can or cannot do and they sustained, they sustained themselves with eggs. And, you know, I mean, that's something, there's something to be said about that. I mean, you got, you know, pigeons all over the goddamn place shitting on everything and doing what they do which god bless pigeons i love pigeons but i mean they're in towns and you know living in uh ruining buildings and doing all this other stuff but they're telling you that you cannot have chickens in your backyard and you're not ruining anything and they're not migrating and they're not spreading anything anywhere and this is where people tend to get um, the idea of having chickens in their in their in their existence you know what I mean um, so where do you start you know uh, there are a few options um, because a lot of cities say that you cannot have chickens in your uh, you can't have chickens in town basically. Even if they were in your garage, you could not have them, which is fine, whatever. Um, There's ways around that. Uh, I knew a guy one time who actually, uh, I talked to him for quite a while about the subject, and that's what got me on quail, is a guy basically raised quail in his garage. And when he did that, um, it was amazing. It was amazing. You, You can buy Caternix quail and regular not jumbo, but regular Caternix quail will be laying eggs at six weeks, and they're delicious eggs. Um, quail is something that you can have quite a quantity of and not have break the bank on your feed bill. You know what I mean? And the manure 
isn't overwhelming, so you can actually use it in a garden in town. And the litter and shavings and all that, and if you had too much, just throwing it in your garbage container weekly wouldn't overwhelm that either. So quail are small enough and don't leave as much of a footprint enough as to you could have those in town. And they actually make uh, quite a few, you know, if you if you have, say, a heated garage or whatever, um, they, they do make quite the, uh, the uh, watering systems and feed systems uh, for these quail. And their cages don't take up that much room. You can actually park your car in the garage or your truck and still have quail and still be farming. Uh, some people also have them on their deck outside. Um, and some people just actually have kind of a aviary in their backyard full of quail because the city does not allow chickens. And it's kind of a loophole there that uh, people are using. Um, quail in the beginning of their life I have found that they do well on a higher protein feed, but then you can kick it down to just a regular layer crumble, uh, chicken layer crumble, after you know they've, they've grown into almost full size. And they crank out the eggs with the proper amount of light. They definitely crank out the eggs um, after time. So something to look into. Uh, raising quail is pretty easy. Um, and it's something that you don't need that much pine shavings for. You don't need that much feed for. Um, you'll, you'd be surprised how much feed they actually eat. But um, if you make a waste-free quail feeder, that's something I would highly suggest. And the water, um, they'll, they'll get that around sometimes too, but they, you can also use uh, like an automatic watering cup. Depending on whether it's winter or not, um, you know, because you don't want your water to freeze or have them in a heated environment. So inside, you can use them or on the outside of your place. Uh, there are a lot of people that, that raise quail in cold climates and warm climates all over the place. So it's something to look into if you are not legal to have chickens in your yard. But some of you who are uh, freedom fighters don't give a shit what your city tells you, and that is wonderful, and you get chickens anyway. God bless you. This is a great thing. Um, I, however, cannot be the person that stands behind you and bails you out of jail. Should you do this, you do this at your own risk. Um, and that being my, um, definitely a forewarn before I tell you any of this. And some of you are legal to have chickens anyway in your city, uh, in your town. So that's a wonderful thing too. Um, if you are legal, and everything is a-okay, go ahead and get them. Uh, some towns don't allow roosters. Uh, take that with a grain of salt, do whatever you must do. But if you're getting chickens in town, you know, making a pen, uh, there's not much to it. We had six chickens. We had about an eight foot by 20 foot long pen. And then we ended up taking down a bunch of shrubs and trees and stuff. Because in Oregon, when we lived there, you know, I mean, stuff, if you don't do anything to a certain area of your yard, it's just going to grow. And it's going to turn into all bushes. Uh, so what we did is we did that. We, we got rid of all that and it turned into whatever, whatever. And we just cut it all down and burned it all up. and Big old brush pile, whatever, whatever. And um, 
Yeah, we just kind of had a an L-shaped chicken pen. We we um, got got our birds in there, and, and they just tooled around. It wasn't too many birds for the space. That's the only thing you really got to watch out for. In town, you know, you're not going to be able to, um, uh, if you're going to keep peace in your life, you're probably not going to be able to free range them. Free ranging can definitely be overrated. I mean, some people, um, you know, oh, I want free range, free range, free range. Well, if you're good to your chickens and you feed them great feed, no matter how you decide you want to feed them, whether it be non-GMO, organic, or just regular chicken feed that you buy in the store, whatever floats your boat, man. Um, just feed them whenever you want, and you're going to get great eggs because they're outside in the sun every day. It's still better than these large farms that are rows and rows and rows of chickens that are inside a cage, uh, not cage-free. Um, you can still claim that you're cage-free if you have a, a chicken run. Um, and yeah, you know, I mean, once the garden, you, you can change up your fencing system. If you have a garden, you know, you can, you can let them in that garden uh, when it's not the gardening time of year and they'll till it up for you and pick it and fertilize it for you. And actually, you know, you can put your compostables in there and they'll kick, kick that all over the place in that garden um, while you are not using the garden for growing. So that's something to definitely look into and it's something that you may want to inquire about. Um, as far as, you know, just facilitating it, you know, a, a coop, you, gosh, I mean, a coop is so simple and it can be so easy. Basically, a coop is something that they can go into. You probably have a laying basket nearby or in it, uh, either way. Um, I always put it inside the coop. That way they can get in there and they can lay eggs if I uh, sleep in till, you know, if the sun's been up for an hour or something in the morning and I slept in. Um, they can go lay eggs at least while I uh, have my first cup of coffee and get out there and open the door, you know. Um, the coop does not have to be extravagant. All it needs to do is protect them from wind and weather, you know, keep them waterproof and protect them from the wind. You know, it, it's it's something that that you know you, you you need just to protect them. You know, uh, in the summer, you know, I I like a coop that breathes a lot. So I've been known to put my young chickens in a very breathable coop all summer long, uh, and they sure seem to enjoy it. You know, so definitely nothing the matter with that. Um, otherwise. You know, just whatever you want to feed, and, and your waterers don't need to be chicken waterers. Uh, most of the time, what we use is a dish, a feed dish to water chickens. That way, they get fresh water every single day, and we dump it every single day. Um, you know, you can dump it on your garden to water your plants, or you can just dump it in the middle of the chicken pen and bring up the night crawlers so the chickens will eat some night crawlers, whatever. Um, works pretty good. You know, if, if you are in town, um, one thing that I will also suggest is clipping their wings. Uh, you are not breaking a bone in the chicken's wing. That is not how we clip wings, people. How we do it is we take a scissors, a good sharp scissors. You take the chicken's wing out and the feathers on the back side of that wing that, make, that give them flight and give them lift. 
that is what you want to cut. Um, you only have to do one wing if you really want to. Uh, we do both just for the insurance. So what we do is we click about half of the feathers on those wings. Yeah, they might not be as beautiful or whatever, but you definitely save yourself some headaches from having them fly into the neighbor's yard. Um, because we only use a four foot high fence. So let's be real. I mean, they could probably ding near jump that high, but we got our chickens trained not to. And it works out really well for us. Um, but if you want, you could also use uh, side uh, walls and a overhead netting and or um, fence. You know what I mean? Just so the chickens cannot get out. A lot of people have uh, chicken tractors. Those work really wonderful in town if you don't mind um, getting chicken tractored in, in certain spots in your yard. You know what I mean? Uh, whatever works for you. There is many, many, many different ways of doing this. And having chickens in town uh, for us was absolutely wonderful. We always had them in the same spot. We had the egg basket accessible from outside the pen, which was really nice. We could go pick eggs whenever we wanted to. And we also had a fenced-in yard, so if anything really did get out, uh, we were we were in like Flynn, you know. I mean, we could just go grab them and put them back in. Uh, nothing ever did get out, um, you know. We just, like I said, we trained our chickens to stay in a four-foot-high fence. So, yeah. So you know, the quail and the chickens are definitely something that you could use in town. Definitely feasible. Def, you know, I mean. We mow all this grass in our yard in town, and we mow all this grass in our yards in the country. We don't need to mow all that. You can definitely use it for animal runs, pasture, whatever. Um, check into your local government, you know, see what you can do. Uh, those of you who are freedom fighters, you definitely um, go ahead and do whatever you see fit. You know, I mean, I'm not here to tell you what to do and what not to do, and I'm not here to tell you to listen to government or not listen to the government. Um, you know, chickens are one of those things, and uh, self-sustainability are a few of those things that I think we really need to look into, and it's also something that I think we need to um, advocate for our cities, you know. Um, I see why certain house associations don't allow you to do that. I, I, I certainly see that but that's not where I'm going to live, you know? So thank you for tuning in today, and uh, God bless you, you know? Hang in there and, and think about different ways, if you do live in town, uh, how to get poultry in town, you know? The quail was a wonderful thing. I definitely uh, miss it a little bit, but uh, you know what? I got so many chickens right now. I don't know if I have time for a whole lot of quail. You know, I'm going to raise a batch this year, but that's about it. Just one batch, and I'm going to get some eggs farm out of them, from them for a while, and then uh, off to the butchering station they go. And that's just life, you know? And that's what we're doing, sustaining ourselves and enjoying our food. God bless you. Thanks for listening today. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, have a good one. <laughs>